Welcome to the Outdoors is My Therapy podcast, your resource that informs, inspires and empowers you to up-level your health and happiness by connecting you with the outdoors. I'm your host, Catherine Walton, founder of the Outdoors is My Therapy movement. I'm also a family-focused outdoors adventurer, a business owner and a mental health social worker. In this podcast, I share knowledge, strategies, tips and tricks to help you get outside into nature, strengthen your health and grow your sense of happiness and well-being. This is episode 16 of the Outdoors is My Therapy podcast. Here on the podcast, July is self-care month. If you're listening to this in the future, I'm recording this during July 2020. And we've had a series of episodes so far giving you some tools to create some self-care opportunities in your life. We've looked at how you can use nature to manage stress. We've looked at mindfulness practice that you can do out of doors. And we've posed some questions for you to reflect on to help you to identify what self-care looks like for you or what it could look like for you, what gets in the way of self-care and what aspects of self-care you'd most like to focus your time and energy on. One of the most common obstacles that women have reported to me when I've been working with them is that they simply don't have enough time to do all the things in their lives, like work, parenting, socialising, all the tasks of daily living, the responsibilities that they have, looking after others and self-care. And maybe it's the same for everyone. I'm speaking from the perspective of a lot of my clients that I've worked with before. My clients who have been through counselling, through coaching, through workshops and through retreats. So this episode is going to be focused on those issues that they've raised with me before around self-care and time. And it's my hope that by the end of today's episode, you'll have at least one new way of dealing with the time problem for yourself. I wanted to start by reading you something that I wrote a little while back in a blog about time management, because I think it's totally relevant to what we're talking about today. Time. We never seem to have enough of it. We're always fighting it. And it's invisible. It seems to slip through our fingers without care. It's like an elusive double agent tempting us with tantalising pleasures. And then it's gone, leaving us with nothing but a pile of to-dos and deadlines in its wake. And if we're honest with ourselves, we'll always find something to fill a space that's left when we're more efficient with our time. There'll never be enough of it. Time management is a real thing. Managing the time we have available to us is a learned skill and one that we can continually refine as our needs, our activities and our priorities change. There are a lot of self-help books on this topic, but honestly, who has the time to read them? So I'm wondering... What do you hear yourself saying about time and self-care? What goes through your mind when I suggest to you that self-care should be a priority for you? 
I've had many women say, oh, the kids have to come first. Self-care feels so selfish. I feel so guilty if I do something for myself without the rest of the family. I feel like I'm depriving them of something, including depriving them of my time. I don't have time for self-care. Self-care is a luxury. It's not for everyday living because I've got to work hard to put bread on the table just to survive. So don't give me something else to put on my to-do list. So these are all real comments that women have made to me. And I think they're all variations of I don't have enough time to do all the things so that me and self-care have got to come last. But how would it be if you did have enough time? What would your self-care look like then if time was not an obstacle? Again, many women have said to me that if time was no obstacle, well, They'd love to have a day to themselves. They'd love to have more quiet time, maybe read more books, maybe write a book, spend time with friends, laughing and relaxing, take more holidays and get into some hobbies like um, perhaps cooking some really nutritious or yummy exotic foods or some craft or One of those really old skills that we're at risk of losing. And women have also said, well, if time was no obstacle, they'd love to exercise more or they'd love to take up yoga or they'd love to go to a retreat or do a course. So how are we going to manage this problem of time? It sounds like so many of us have this issue. Here are some strategies that I've used for myself, but also with some of my clients in the past. Number one, think about time as a commodity that you exchange for something else. So time is a precious commodity. It's it's like a business transaction between yourself and the universe. If you spend lots of money on luxury items, you might not have enough left over for the basic household bills. So time is like that. Time is like money. Think about how you can spend it wisely. What do you need to invest in most of all with your time? And what are lesser priorities? Do you invest time into the luxuries of life, the things that the wellness industry and the social media would have us believe are necessary parts of self-care? Or do you invest, first of all, using your time, investing into the foundations of self-care, which we spoke about in the last episode, like making sure that you feed yourself well, you fuel yourself well, that you have regular movement and exercise, that you have boundaries around sleep and relationships and those kinds of ordinary everyday things. Number two is recognising that you do have a choice. You choose how you spend your time in the same way that you choose how you spend your money, at least to some extent. So what choices are you making? Are you spending your time 
when you're inside scrolling on your phone mindlessly, when you're tired. I know that's something that's so easy to do. Or are you getting outside for a walk and some fresh air and exercise that's also going to help you with your sleep? Are you choosing some convenience takeaway foods when you feel like you need a night off cooking? Or are you planning ahead and choosing to stock your fridge with plenty of fresh produce so that every day you're able to fuel your body with ease without needing to prepare a real lot of food? Number three, get your priorities straight. There's always going to be competing priorities and responsibilities in your life. So you need to work out a system for prioritising everything. A bit like having a formula that's going to help you decide what comes first, second and so on in your day and in your life. A lot of us find ourselves reacting to crises or urgent problems or working right up to a deadline all of the time. When you invest in building a strong foundation for yourself with self-care like sleep, exercise, nutrition, spending time in nature and so on, it becomes easier to deal with many of the other problems that pop up in life because you feel stronger and you're more resilient. Spending all your time on the back foot, reacting and responding to urgent and unexpected matters is exhausting. But investing some time and energy into setting yourself up, planning and being proactive so that you are more productive, efficient and effective is going to go a long way. For example, Instead of popping into the grocery store every day to find something to eat that night that you can prepare for dinner, try doing a big weekly shop and pre-preparing some meals ahead of time, perhaps cooking double and then having the leftovers another time. So many of us tend to opt for unhealthy options, convenience foods and takeaway when we're tired. So if that's an issue for you, Be proactive and plan ahead. You could install a meditation app on your phone and you could schedule your daily meditation into your life. And while you're at it, schedule in your exercise time and a slot of time during the day that you can pop outdoors for a little while as well, if that's a challenge for you. And you can combine some of these things. Maybe do a meditation outdoors or instead of going to the gym, You could go for a walk in the outdoors and you can create routines that are flexible but firm. So don't let your boundaries get all squishy squashy and let other things take priority over those foundations of self-care. Get your priorities straight. So that was a big one. Number four is change your thinking about time. Treat time as if it's a precious gift because it is. It's been given to you and it can never be refunded once it's spent. So use it wisely wherever you can. Number five, find out what are your time vampires? What is it that sucks the time out of your day? Where does your time go? And are you okay with your time just trickling through your fingers like that? 
And if not, what can you do about it? What can you change? What is it that you can take charge of? So don't focus on what you don't have control over. Think about what it is that you do. Another way to think about this is to imagine your life as a movie. And there are some viewers who are watching in on the movie of your life. What might they suggest that you could do to spend your time differently so that you're putting time and energy into practicing self-care, feeling happier and more fulfilled, and so you're feeling less frustrated about your time vampires or about how quickly time disappears. Number six. This one's a little bit different. Record your actions and activities for a day or even longer. And I've found this really helpful at times. It sounds really tedious, but it's actually a great investment of your time and energy. You can just make a simple note in your diary or a notepad of what you're doing through the day. So note down the time and what task or activity you're working on and what time you finished. Or you can even break your diary up into 10 or 15 minute or 30 minute time blocks And make a note of what you're doing in each of those time blocks. It only takes a teeny bit of time to get set up to do this. But like I said, the investment is really worthwhile. Because this starts to highlight where your time goes. And you become more accountable for the trivial things that you're doing during the day. If you're wanting to spend time outside or exercising, or looking after a veggie garden, or watering your herbs on the veranda, record the time that you're investing in this. And while you're at it, write down the benefits, write down how it feels when you do those things that are those foundational self-care practices. Number seven, be more mindful of what you're doing as you're doing it. So now and then through the day, simply pause and ask yourself, what am I doing now? Because that precious moment is all you have. How am I spending my energy and my time right now in this precious moment? Number eight, don't make excuses. It's really easy to blame other people and situations for not having enough time, for not being able to get out for a walk or not being able to meditate, not being able to watch the sunset or the sunrise or whatever it happens to be. But if you can do a thorough audit and be brutally honest with yourself, what is it that you can take responsibility for? And remember, this is about you. It's not about comparing you to anybody else. What is it that you can change in your life so that you're really making most use of your time and practicing self-care? Number nine is all about avoiding distractions. Are distractions an issue for you? They certainly are for me from time to time and I think they probably are for most people. Distractions can consume a lot of time during the day. Let's imagine if we could harness all that time that we spend being distracted and put it into other things in life, such as self-care. 
We know that phones are one of the greatest distractions that people have ever known because they're so portable. We take them everywhere with us. It's really hard to disconnect from them. But even if it's not our phones, there are so many other things that can distract us. And simply being busy is a distraction in itself. So how can we manage that? How can we deal with these distractions? So apart from being more mindful about what we're doing and what's distracting us, there are some other strategies you could try. You could set a timer that goes off at regular intervals during the day. That's a reminder for you to refocus your attention on what you're doing. It's a bit like training your brain to pay attention. It's that little check-in call. So it suggests if you set a timer or an alarm to do that, find a tone that's a cheerful or a joyful or a gentle kind of a tone rather than a harsh tone. So that timer could be set to go off at regular intervals, like I said, to help you to refocus your attention, but it could also be used as a reminder that it's time to go for a walk or that it's time to stop and take a few breaths through the day. You could also try turning off your Wi-Fi because that will reduce a number of the notifications and distractions that you get on devices around your house. If you've got a job that you want to get done in a timely fashion, you can try closing the door to your room. If that's possible, you could also turn off your phone. You could put a do not disturb sign on your office or or on your house if you need to. And you could try rewarding yourself when you've achieved your tasks in a timely fashion. So whatever you need to do to manage distractions, just do it. Make it as easy as possible to keep your attention laser focused. So we've looked at nine different strategies that you can try to manage this problem with time. Trying to get time back, trying to use time as efficiently and effectively as possible. Because you need to make friends with the time that you have Time is a commodity. You need to spend it wisely. You choose every moment, moment to moment, you choose how you spend your time. So get your priorities straight with everything that you're doing. Think about, is this important? Is this urgent? Do I really need to be doing this? Having that mindset that time is precious can help us to use it more wisely. But then having a look at what are the time vampires in your life. You can try recording where your time goes during the day. You can be more mindful of how you're spending your time, asking yourself at regular intervals, what am I doing now? And not making excuses, being really bold and really accountable to yourself and taking control of what you can control which includes avoiding distractions or managing those distractions to the best of your ability. So when you've managed that time, I can just about guarantee you that you're going to not only feel more satisfied with those tasks and responsibilities that you have, but you're also going to have 
this extra little bit of time that you can prioritise to your own self-care if you haven't already prioritised it. I'd love to hear from you any other time management strategies that you use to keep your self-care in action. So send me a message and head on over to our Outdoors Is My Therapy Facebook group. I'd love to see you over there and connect with you over there, as well as with the other members of that group. We're sharing lots of ideas and inspiration. I've had so many people say to me that, They really love the group, even if they don't interact on the group very much. They're finding it very inspirational. They're finding themselves getting outside. They're finding themselves being more active and looking after themselves so much better. So that's what the group is all about. I'll leave the link to that in the show notes and we'll catch up with you on the next episode.